Welcome to episode 256 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and uh, Kelly Gamat's back on the show. How are you doing, Kelly? Uh, honestly, I'm not really sure. I'm so tired. Yeah. I do, I do, I, I do <laughs> yeah. like the old school iPod not, Nano on your shirt there. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, this is apparently how I'm affording my rock and roll lifestyle right I thought now, so. and uh, I will absolutely be paying for it later. But you know, well, yeah. I really appreciate you being uh, here. I am, I am very, very, very glad to be back. I'm always excited yeah. to be on the show. I'm so glad you are here, as well as I'm glad that uh, Ben Rethink's here. How you doing, Ben? I'm glad that Ben Rethink is here yeah. too. Yeah, that's n- nice and toasty in Iowa, like it is yeah. here. Uh, it actually cool down here. So, yeah, yeah, it's all the way down to 82. Which for a lot of people is actually still hot. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Thankfully, my uh, my MacBook has really good no fans. Uh, no, no noise cancellation because the giant tower fan right next to me mm-hmm. is on full blast. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of full blast, Jeff Gammon is here. How you doing, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm glad Ben Rethick is here as well. And the temperature here is um, is very dangerous for Jedi. It is 66. Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. Yes. Execute temperature 66. That's right. So. Yeah. We're working on the uh, Kaminoan lifestyle as well because it started raining a little while ago. So that's where uh, our weather uh, went. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say, uh, you know, uh, you, have you seen the Bad Batch? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so not 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 going hardcore. Yeah, no spoilers. No, which I know that's where. <laughs> yeah. No spoilers. Speaking of spoilers, we're going to spoil a little bit and talk about WWDC. At least our our pre. <laughs> uh, Pre discussion, so good with. I know. Well, I've learned from so you the best. You. So, <laughs> uh, so, uh, but uh, it was very light news week because a lot of the eggs are in one basket with the uh, dub DC coming. So, but uh, we'll talk with some news. I think what you mean is a lot of the eggs are in one in headset. one headset, right? Exactly. Um, and we got some other topics, and I, I, uh-huh. I, I have a topic that I know Jeff's going to have a bit of a rant on, so that's why I picked it this week. So, so it's going to. I laugh, but the, but it's karma yeah. because I intentionally do this to Brand Jeff and every <laughs> well, single. That's week. my that's my turn. Does it, uh, does it have something to do with the sky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every week I hear that. Anyway, let let's uh, go on. We'll hit the news here and. Uh, Let's just have a show here. Uh, the first story, uh, Watch OS. Apple released a uh, updated version of Watch OS 9.5.1. Had some bug fixes. Uh, this week, uh, Apple re- released it. Uh, it's a minor bug update to design for the Apple Watch. Uh, and it's a free download. It comes right after the heels of 9.5, which just came out the week before here. So we record. Uh, and you can download it through the, the, the Watch app on your iPhone and of course, like Apple's release notes always say on the Apple Watch, includes improvements and bug fixes, right? So I would I would highly recommend everybody go out and install it because if it is bugs, improvements, yes, you, you should improve yourself. So um, uh, any thoughts on that? Hopefully it improves the green screen problem. Yeah, that was, that was we reported that last week. There's, you know, that green screen problem here. So, uh, 
I haven't I haven't seen it, so I think I've been okay. Um, but yeah, same here. But not much else to say about that other than the PSA. <laughs> uh, and uh, next story here, and we talked about this uh, earlier this week, but uh, Apple released Apple Music Classical for Android before it did iPad and Mac apps. I don't understand why they would do that, but okay. Um, after them buying a Prime Phonic in 2021, they premiered the Apple Music Classic on the iPhone at the end of March, as uh, earlier this year. Uh, and uh, well, I guess they decided they wanted to put it out onto the Android, uh, where all the Android people can be. Uh, must be must be a lot of classical music listeners on Android that they thought maybe we should put this on here instead. Um, perhaps why they might have done that, I'm not sure. But um, Jeff, what do you think on this? I think it's stupid, yeah. but at the same time, it's also good. Okay, it's, <laughs> it's, all right. It's stupid because Do your work. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, not what you meant. All right. Um, <laughs> so if Apple could roll this out for iPhone and it's the same code base yeah. that you can use on iPad OS and Mac OS, why don't we have it on these other Apple platforms, especially considering Mac OS is where this would be super useful yep. because you can use a DAC and have higher audio exactly. quality, uh, external DAC rolling it out on Android. Okay. Sure. The, the development team that's working on the Android version is not going to be the same team that's working on the iOS version because, uh, um, uh, don't cross the streams. They, it's mm-hmm. not the same code base, whatever. So maybe the Android version is just done now, but it still doesn't excuse not rolling out iPad and Mac OS for Apple Classical. They they rolled it out on what to me is the most hobbled version or the hobbled platform for listening to Classical. Yeah. What do you think, Kelly? Uh, same. Uh, my specific use case is that I... Do not yet, but I would like to use Apple Music Classical on my Mac because I listen to classical music while I work because I can't listen to music Mm -hmm. with vocals Mm -hmm. Um, because, hi, I'm Kelly and I will sing along and I can't listen (laughs) to words while I'm assembling my own or, you know, trying to think through a problem or whatever. Like I'm not wired in that fashion. So it doesn't work for me in any way. So I would very much like to be using Apple Music Classical on my Mac, which is hooked up to a lovely set of Harbin Carden sound sticks, which I know are not, you know, they're not the the big impressive speakers on the other side of the wall behind me, but they are more speaker than this has in it. And they are more speaker they're than my speakers. iPad and more speaker mm-hmm. than my laptop. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think lots of people are probably in that same position where I have a little bit nicer audio set up in a place where I'm a little more stationary, whether you have a laptop or you have a, you know, you have a mini, you've got some good audio in on it, you know, that kind of thing makes a difference. And so it's baffling to me that they honestly, it's baffling to me that they wouldn't have started with like making it available via, you know, on, on TVOS or on the home pods where people, um, where it's possible that's going to be the best audio that somebody has available to them. And why would you, why would you not, you know, um, so I'm very confused by this. I'm glad they're checking a box, but like, I don't think the boxes are in the order that Apple thinks they're in. Yeah. 
Thoughts about? There's clearly yep. a piece of critical information we're missing that would make all of this make sense. Yeah. Which, yeah. No comment from Apple. <laughs> My shocked face. Let me show you it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 First off, uh, well, in Chuck, in Chuck Slack. My my exact reaction to this was, well, I didn't have that on my bingo card. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, as far as those boxes for for uh, platforms you would want to have this on, Mac 1, Windows 2, iPad 3, iPhone and Android at the bottom of the list. Like, I, I understand mean, wanting to have it on mobile, but... yeah. You know, but the other thing that's baffling to me about this is that then it is that to me it feels clear if there's an iOS version and we live in the age of catalyst, yeah, that Apple isn't even gonna eat their own dog food on this. So either they're using the code base they bought wholesale and you know it started with a Windows Mm -hmm. version or something and there is no Mac version and that was somehow the easier path. Or, you know, there's some you know, some bit of info that we simply like, you know, like Jeff said, that we simply do not have. But at the same time, like, come on, son. Yeah. 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 The the only thing I can think of is that Apple Music Classical does share a code base with the regular Apple Music. And there's going to be some kind of big overhaul for Mac and iPad at WWDC. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Ben is feeling my my wood chipper hopes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, this makes zero sense. I just came up with another hypothesis real quick, and this mm-hmm. would play into what's the data that we don't have that would make this make sense. Please Apple stack. knows how much pe- or how, what uh, devices people listen to music on. Mm-hmm. Maybe all their data says the most popular platforms for listening to classical music are iPhone first and then Android. Which to me sounds absolutely crazy, but if that's the case, then it would totally make sense to roll the this out for the two most popular listening uh, device platforms that mm-hmm. they want to support. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I could see those as the most popular platforms for music in general, but classical yeah. listeners are different, which is why they have their own app. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's the part I'm still confused by is why it's why it is its own an app unto itself. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, maybe maybe because we'll see a wood one. chipper this year. This is yeah. Because in most cases, the original performers of these music this music have been dead for several hundred years. Mm-hmm. With with classical, the arrangement, the conductor, the orchestra. All mm-hmm. those are important. Yes. Since every, every performance is going to be a cover performance. Essentially, yes. Right. Yeah. You don't see that with popular music or rock. Correct. Oh, my God. I never thought of Boston Symphony, uh, Denver Symphony as uh, cover bands. But oh, there, yeah. there yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. yeah. Cover bands. Classical. Yeah. That's a fit. All right. 
Uh, next story here. Apple's uh, Apple iPad has taken a 50% share of the U.S. tablet market. Uh, half of the tablets shipped in the U.S. in the first quarter were uh, Apple iPads. Tablet shipments dropped 7% to 10.8 million units, but performed better than PC shipments, desktops, notebooks, and workstations in the U.S., largely driven by Apple's strong iPad performance in the tablet market in the first quarter of this year, 2023. And, you know, they go through all the all the different numbers here as far as the shipments of PCs. We know PCs are dropping down. Um, the Mac has been doing relatively good, but it's a big decline, you know, about 28% year over year with the, with the notebooks and all that fun stuff. But, uh, but they, they show the, the data here and Apple is doing quite well with the iPads, which is good to see. I mean, everybody was disappointed when they did the earth, the, the first quarter earnings call and said that the iPads were down, but you know what, this is a, I think this was a good, uh, good thing to see, right? Don't you think Ben? Yeah. I mean, looking at the numbers here. The majority of the rest of it are Amazon Fire tablets, yeah. mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. Which I would project at least 75% of those are going to children under 10 years right. old. There's a and, reason they come specifically in a kid's flavor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically <laughs> Apple versus Samsung, which has under 20% of the market. Yeah. And I'm actually surprised at Microsoft's, but I don't know how they classify the surface on this, whether it is classified as a PC, whether certain surface models are classified as tablets versus PCs. That's my first question. Yeah, we just need more. You don't see Dell mentioned here, and they make tablets too. So does Lenovo. So does many of the PC manufacturers. Huh. Well, there is I the guess others. They're lumped into others. Must be others. Yeah. 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 Maybe they should just uh, uh, give all the money back to the shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. I wondered when we'd get there. So yeah, keep buying those iPads. Maybe we'll have some more excitement this year. Maybe some new models. We'll ne- we we never know. Um, I just want to point out for one brief moment, because it was a long, long time ago, when people first started talking about this, it's Jeff, actually, I think you were on the Tua talk cast with me when we had this conversation about the tablet and what it is and what it means. And Apple, well, Ben, you were always there. Um, (laughs) That that part went without saying. Um, And that specifically... What I said was going to happen is that more people were going to buy tablets. They weren't always going to be iPads. I, an iPad was never going to be, you know, at the time, I don't even think we had a name. If Apple made a tablet, it's never going to be 100% of the market. But because it exists, it is going to make the market bigger. There's going to be more people who are going to look at tablets and realize yeah. the, the Kindle Fire is for them or the Google at the time, you know, the Google Pixel tablet that was mm-hmm. amazing that uh, they made and went, wow, that was too good of an idea. We better stop immediately and have done so because um, I actually really, really liked that little Android tablet. It was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that this is being proven like way more people are buying tablets now and relatively apple is half of them which is an impressive number even if they're not selling a million billion you know if mm-hmm. they only sold a squillion last quarter instead of a cabillion whatever shall we do and but i think it's proving that there is a place for a tablet in most people's personal technology stack it's proving that there is a viable market for that that there are a lot of ways to use one you know 
if you look at any other tool that people use in the world, like virtually everything comes from more than one place. Like not everybody uses the same hammer or tape measure or microwave or whatever. And this is the same kind of thing. And and so I'm just very glad that I uh, called it a very long time ago. And it turns out I was actually right about a thing because I am infamous for being spectacularly wrong about a great many things and I never feel bad about it. But in this case, I was right. And I'm feeling very good about that. Yep. Um, just a quick, another PSA here real quick here. If you're running windows, God help you. If you are, uh, that, that, uh, make sure <laughs> you're on the wrong yeah, show. That's the PSA. The, yeah, if you're running exactly. windows, you should listen to a but different podcast. There are, are listeners out there who have their iPhones, but they insist on keeping their windows machines to support them. But, uh, make sure you, you update iTunes because it has a pretty serious, uh, security vulnerability, uh, Apple released this on May 23rd, before we, uh, just last week before, as we record this, uh, and it's 12.12.9 uh, and does fix an issue that, that could allow malicious apps to gain elevated privileges to install malware on a Windows machine. Well, that would be really bad. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I have to say much else other than make sure you update iTunes. <laughs> Sleep tight. Yeah. <laughs> it is available yeah. standalone, or you can actually go into the Windows Store and download it too, if you so if you so choose. Um, but that's all I have to say on that. Just just a, a PSA. Uh, and then uh, next story: T-Mobile. T-Mobile has their home internet, which actually is a very good service, and I did try it out, and it was kind of unfortunate that or we've got lots of great towers here, but uh, for some reason the towers that are here just aren't giving the good enough uh, speeds for me anyway uh, to work in my home. But uh, a lot of people are saying great things about how their speeds are, you know, 100 megabit, which is more than sufficient for most people. Um, I introduced it back in 2021. Um, was a, And then their their app only showed basic signal strengths and a, there was a real bit lacking in accessing the gateways. But now they revealed some new features on their home internet, including three main gateway models in addition to some customizable options. Uh, previous, there was no way users uh, could uh, see what bands were connected to the network. And there was a new app called Hint Control that allowed the user to easily view every statistic available about their internet connection. I don't think m many listeners would really care less about that. But uh, <laughs> but including the signal strengths, you know, because if you're on a 2.4 gigahertz or the 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi, you want to be able to see, you know, where mm -hmm. your strength is. So, that matters. so they have an app available um in the Google Play Store, it's also available on Windows, Linux, and Mac, uh, and iOS through GitHub. Now, Ben, you were you were just exploring that pre-show, and, and you said that the, there was a you had to go you had to prowl a little bit to find the download and install, right? Yeah, you have to go under releases. Um, I hope Christina Warren isn't watching this because I don't think GitHub has the most user friendly <laughs> interface. Sorry, I better tweet that out right now. When you got it, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I better yeah. say that Mastodon. Excuse me. <laughs> when you when you have to go it, browse for stuff, it's sometimes it it's hard on on GitHub. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's definitely something uh, I'm going to take a look at. Mm -hmm. I do have the iPad version of the app installed on my Mac, mm -hmm. and it is extremely limited. Yeah. But. So anything that will give you kind of extra features is is very nice. But I will preface this. This is not an official app right. from T-Mobile. Right. This is a third-party yes. app. So mm. make of that what Developer you will. community, GitHub. Um, 
What that tells me is that uh, T-Mobile should be pretty embarrassed yeah. when the uh, the community has to get together to build an app for their service because they couldn't create one that was usable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's usable. It's just more for my mom and less for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't think your mom would probably go do go too well with the with that app. <laughs> Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? All right. Uh, interesting story here. Uh, I don't know if any of you have signed up for your Apple savings uh, account through uh, through the Apple card. Mm-hmm. Uh, users were complaining about delays withdrawing money. That's a problem. Uh, Apple card customers yeah. who have opted to create the high-yield savings account through the Goldman Sachs has been experiencing some issues withdrawing their money, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. Multiple customers who had transferred thousands of dollars of their Apple savings account have had to wait weeks for money transfers in some cases. And some customers have also had money disappear. Oh, uh, That's a it says yeah. uh, so, uh, uh, Kevin Smith from Minnesota, for example, attempted to transfer $10,000 from his Apple account to his U.S. bank in mid-May, but Goldman Sachs would not complete the transfer. So they, they went through and had some discussions with the U.S. Bank. The U.S. Bank says, it's not our problem. It's that Goldman Sachs got to figure this out. But I guess they, their their response is because, you know, majority of customers haven't had any problems and it was, it was excellent beyond their expectations. But, you know, they're looking at fraud, too, because, you know, if we know $10,000 is usually a threshold when people, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. it's like, where you, hey, where did that money come from? Did you pay taxes on that? <laughs> uh, yep. So mm-hmm. just be aware of that. But. I'm loving it because you know the first month I got any sweet 4.15 percent interest on that, and then you don't see those kind of uh, dang you, know, you don't see those kind of return on uh, on your investment uh, for an interest is simple interest. Mm-hmm. So so Kelly, you gotta you gotta go get it. This is this is uh, pretty awesome. I guess apparently, yeah, four yeah, mm-hmm. percent. That's that is for for a plain old savings account. That's uh, oh, pretty impressive. Of. But apparently, I I need mm-hmm. to. Um, uh, not put a lot of money there <laughs> because if I ever want it back, oh, uh, apparently no, I think, Goldman, it, it's up to Goldman Sachs. I no, think I'm it was kidding. a bug. Um, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. hope so. Because uh, mostly because that kind of thing can escalate really quickly. So um, yeah, they don't want the bad PR. You know, so regulatory so thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen a bank in Sil- in Silly Valley. You know that. Uh, uh, completely collapse under its own weight. So I'm, uh, I'm still, it's, it's still interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, I just haven't had a chance to, to spend a little time and see how it Check her out. So. We talk, we've talked about it when it yeah. came out and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. You guys, you, ben, you, 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 you set one up too? I do not have the card. Oh, you don't, that's right. You don't have the card. Okay. So you can do it. Yeah, I, I'm wait, I'm waiting for a, ch- a Apple checking account. <laughs> ah, there you go. We'll see if that happens. I think you're going to be waiting, gonna a say, you're waiting a long time. <laughs> so do I. So just uh, I think you'll be driving your Apple car to the Apple bank well, before they will give you an Apple checking yeah, to get an Apple yeah. cashier's yeah. check. Yeah, a lot, a lot of PSAs this week in the news, but uh, yeah, just be aware of it. I, I don't think it's gonna. It's 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 an isolated <laughs> problem. So, um. 
stuff. This is sad to talk about. Apple has said the Thunderbolt display on the original iPad Air is now obsolete. Uh, Apple to this week uh, added the Thunderbolt display. I love that monitor. I had one. I'm sure many of us did. And then the iPad Air, I had one oh, of those good. too. And, and now it's on the obsolete products list. means that you no longer can get or eligible for repairs so that, you know, that feisty Thunderbolt display with the power cord would always break and you couldn't take it out. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, other hardware services won't be available anymore. But, you know, the Thunderbolt display was introduced almost uh, 12 years ago. So that's a long time. Um yeah. It was a 27-inch screen, 1440p, whatever resolution for that time. It was pretty awesome. Even had the camera built in for the time. It was great. Mm-hmm. The iPad Air, of course. Better camera that's on their current display. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the same camera. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, uh, and then the iPad Air. Maybe that better. Was, that was the original iPad Air. That was discontinued in 2016. So, that, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a say, see you later. That's all I could say. <laughs> Yep, the iPad Air was a pro of its day. It was. I, I liked that iPad when I had it. Um, yeah, it was a great machine. It, it was a good model. Yeah. Yeah. So, last story here. I just wanted this is actually more of a of a. I really like this guy. This is the uh, the Apple, the basic Apple guy. He's got a great little blog, <laughs> and he just he just uh, in t- anticipation. So we'll be talking about Dub Dub DC twenty three here in just a little bit. He he has some schematic wallpapers of the iPhone iPhone 14, 14 pro 14 and 14 plus to the 14 pro and the 14 pro max. Um, I, I, I happily put it on, on my, my phone. Look, it's, it looks pretty there. There's the bar and everything. It's look great. It's super um, cool. so it's got the, the, yeah, the schematics, uh, of, uh, an actual, uh, internals of your, of your iPhone. So support him, you know, give him a tip. I think he does, that's fun that he did that and created some, you know, you always like to have some different, different wallpapers. So, um, he regularly does different wallpapers yeah. for stuff, kind of whatever yeah. the inspiration strikes or whatever. And the, just this one in particular really did stand out, yeah. um, even amongst those, because he does. He's his are always fun. Well, so. he thinks it's uh, of he's called he's got one for for Mac. It's the OSX Rancho Cucamonga. I'm thinking that they might, <laughs> that they might call that uh, might be the next iteration. Yeah. I, I would probably tend to doubt they would call it that, but. Who knows? Uh, I'm going to I have subscribed to my friend uh, John Welch, who said uh, he wants them to call it Compton just so that the music (laughs) at the event will be (laughs) off the chain. And I'm like, this is the right answer. Yeah. 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 Yes. Dre will appear. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, they know a guy. They literally already know a guy. That's true. They do know a guy. Yeah. They paid him a ton of money. Yep. I know. Yep. So, uh. Stories for this week and topics. Uh, Apple did see the second betas of iOS 16.6 and iPad OS 16.6. And they did to the developers. It was on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, which is today, as we record this, the public beta came out because Ben made me aware that uh, it just came out like literally hours after we uh, uh, started the show uh, that uh, the public beta is out too. So, um, if you're if you're if you're dabbling in beta, check it out. Uh, we're, I got a have a feeling this is going to get released pretty quickly here, so um, we got to um, uh, definitely uh, get that going um, and get this done because I'm sure the people are going to want to be on this uh, uh, and, and do that. So, uh, any thoughts on how the how the beta is working? I think it's been fun. no no event, nothing really exciting. Uh, beta one has been pretty good, been pretty. Nothing much changed. 
I'll be curious to see beta two uh, just as soon as we hop off the podcast yeah. here. I I already have the red notification on system system prefs. Okay. Any uh, thoughts on that, Jeff? With uh, iPad, nothing out of the uh, usual. I didn't. I haven't noticed anything with either iPad and iPhone. I have it on. Uh, I have noticed nothing with yep. it, which to me is actually a good sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, install it, and it, and the only the only true difference I've been able to find is that the version number, um, when I when I check yeah. that, it's updated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see. I, yeah, I, I we'll see. I I would suspect there's probably something at WWDC that they're going to talk about that's going to be in sixteen point six. Yeah. Which is why there's literally been been no changes otherwise. I mean, the question is, will it get released to the public uh, before WWDC or, or after? No. It'll be after. Yeah, I mean, beta two is going to be the one we have during the keynote. We're not going to see uh, beta three until probably after the state of the union. But everybody's going to be itching to get iOS seventeen or state of the platform. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it's going to be interesting. Watch OS nine point six came out, and TVOS sixteen dot six came out. So, uh, as as we always say. Nothing exciting on any of those. And then iPad OS, of course, 16.6 is out as well. I, I'm totally going to interrupt the, the flow of the show for a second because I have to share okay, this. Good. So I muted my mic because I had a big allergy sneeze. And I just got an alert on my Apple Watch for uh, mm-hmm. loud decibels. <laughs> I have heard you sneeze. <laughs> That's great. Oh, my gosh. You you know Jeff sneezing all the time can can hurt your hearing. What? Yeah, exactly. Okay, sorry about that. No problem. All right, let's game on. Let's uh, go on and move on to the the the, the pre WWDC discussion. You know, I wanted to review some of the rumors and give some of our predictions. Uh, I know we do this on the Mac show where we do our bingo, but. Uh, Oh, I thought it'd be fun, you know, the day before we do that, that, that we, uh, we we throw out some of our predictions here beyond what everybody's reporting. Um, you know the obvious when it comes to uh, that, which includes uh, um, the AR VR headset and the rumors of the Macs, the new Mac MacBook Air. Uh, the chances are being very saying that's very high. Of course, all the software we'll know iOS six seventeen. Of course, iPad OS seventeen, Mac OS. 14, all yes. that stuff. Um, and the Mac Studio. So I'll start with you, Ben. What 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 are you hoping to see that they already haven't uh, talked about here at all the rumors that we see? I might be the minority on this one, but I really hope the DMA is addressed during the keynote. Okay. And for those who for I, I for those who don't know what that is, what the what is that? That is the European Union's digital. Uh, I'm thinking of the RDMA, the Digital Millennium oh, right, Act, right. but uh, it, the Digital Markets app. Essentially, it means that 
Uh, if you have a device like an iPhone, uh, Apple isn't legally allowed to be the only game in town in the EU. Yeah. And if we've seen, as we've seen with uh, previous EU uh, legislation, other other countries and jurisdictions tend to copy those EU laws shortly after. They're like the California of Europe, <laughs> which which ironically, uh, the with the EU Privacy Act, I, I forget the, the name of it. GDPR. Uh, yeah, GDPR. Uh, California pretty much copied it word for word. Mm hmm. And where California goes, the rest of the states inevitably yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's hope. What about, what about you, Jeff? Is something you were hoping to see beyond what we're seeing here? You know, there's one feature that I ask for every year in the new version of Mac OS. And every year it does not happen. And that one feature is to stop letting applications steal focus from the window uh, that I have currently selected. Yes. Preach. Yeah. Um, so I know it, it doesn't sound like a, like a big flashy thing, but trust me when it happens, it will be fracking huge. Uh, um, um, oh, it, it's a, it's a big security thing because I have had chat apps intercept my feed while i was typing in my password oh sure yeah or uh or you have some rando dialogue that pops up in the corner of your screen and uh, and there's no input for it so you're sitting there typing and you're three paragraphs lost before you realize that you're not even in your document anymore mm. um yeah so that that's my big thing there um what what I would like to see that we haven't seen anything about yet. Totally going tinfoil hat on this one. <laughs> yes. All right. So yeah. I was going to say, Jeff, you are in the, in the presence of the, uh, the proprietor of the House of Crackpot Theories. I yes. am, which, which is why I prefaced that just to make sure Kelly wouldn't miss any of this. <laughs> Okay, so we have the Mac that lets us do everything for Apple, including mm -hmm. be a developer machine. I would love to see Apple make a uh, make a dock of some kind for Pro users for iPad. So this would be an iPad Pro specific thing that takes your iPad and and makes it like the old Duo Dock uh, MacBook. Oh. Oh. And so you yeah. have your full-on developer machine at your desk because it, at that point it has all the Mac horsepower. Um, and uh, and then when you pop it out, now it's it's your regular iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. yep. I like it. Yeah, you know I support this because I wrote a couple thousand words on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. Like so it. Apple, we, we have uh, uh, all come together. To bring this to you, don't <laughs> let us down. <laughs> Hashtag free the iPad. Yeah. There you go. By chaining it to a desk. How about you, um, I 
I know that like lots of people always want like really big things, but I want really small things. Um, I want what I was used to call the snow mountain release. You know, we got uh, snow leopard, we got mountain lion. I want that um, for every operating system. I want, I want all of the actual resources this year to have been focused on the headset. And so um, everything else is uh, fit and finish. Um, let's spend an afternoon of engineering time and fix dialogue boxes that pop up in the corner and how those notifications are so irritating unless you bust out the terminal and go type some magical default write commands to make things behave the way they should on a Mac. Um, having somebody with the sensibility from the notification center on iOS actually be part of the team that helps make this happen on a Mac. Um, I would like if uh, they would completely give system settings a do-over and have it stop being twice reheated garbage and have it be something that is logical and reasonable and useful because people spend way more time there than I think anybody thought and nobody thought they spent as much time there as they did until it turned into a disaster area and mm -hmm. ev and like everybody has to live with the fallout. I'm not saying it should not have been changed. I'm not saying it should not have been updated. I'm not saying it could not be improved. This was not an improvement. You did not give me something better in to replace the adequate thing that I already have. You took the adequate thing I have, you put it in a blender and you gave it back to me like you're on the Blendtec YouTube channel <laughs> and not like you are an actual company with world-class developers who work there. So this is my beef. I want things to be a little bit better. I want watch OS notifications to fit on the screen. The screen keeps getting bigger, but the notifications still don't fit. The dismiss button or the clear mm -hmm. button is always, you always have to scroll. Why do I have to scroll, Apple? You keep making the screen bigger. Mm -hmm. Give me a button that fits on the screen. You know precisely how big that screen is. You know precisely to the pixel how big your notification is. Why don't they match? Why am mm -hmm. I the only person who seems to know this and is bothered enough by it to say it out loud? I feel like I'm the I feel like I'm out here shouting in the wilderness that this is the I'm the only person who seems to realize you have to scroll every time you dismiss something. It drives me up a wall. So I want there to be little small things. I want the people who said, you know, the registration card when you lick the flap and send it back for an Apple computer, that should taste like apples. <laughs> I want those people to be the mm -hmm. ones making the decisions again. People who actually used something and went, this is the thing that is useful, but we can make it fun. And I want them to be the ones that are making the decisions because that hasn't happened in a while. And you can make those decisions in very small ways for the amount of engineering it would take, the amount of code it would take to have such a massive, massive impact on everybody's lives. If you got a handful of developers together over a couple of days with a couple of pizzas and a couple of Sixers, I promise you they could hash out something better than the nonsense that we have in the settings app now, mm -hmm. than the dialogue that doesn't fit on the screen. Like those little small things make it really irritating to interact with my technology. And I interact with my technology a lot. And I really want that to be better because it used to be better. And I'm not saying that because it was old, because it was slow, whatever. It used to be a sensible way to look at things. 
and interact mm-hmm. with things. And it's not now. It doesn't look like anything else. It doesn't operate like anything else. All these things are different. Everything is it's like everything has gotten demonstrably worse. It's not like it's different and it's better and I'm just mad that it changed. I'm not mad it changed. I'm mad that it's not even as functional as it was before the update. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Okay. So it's, uh, like we said, I think uh, the AR VR glasses is going to be probably, t- they're going to be probably stealing the show. Uh MacBook Air 15-inch mm-hmm. screen. I think that's going to be pretty exciting to see that. The rumors also on the Mac Studio potentially getting an M2 Pro and M2 Max uh, update. Uh, who knows? The Mac Pro might actually uh, actually come out. We don't know. That's possible. Um, they obviously aren't going to be talking. Doesn't seem like they won't be be talking too much about iPhone or iPad as far as that comes out because they always save that to the fall. So. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, iOS 17 is going to be the next, uh, iteration of, uh, iOS as well as iPad OS. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Um, uh, and I want to also, we just going to get, we're going to be, uh, covering it live and uh, we're going to be covering it live. Actually, uh, Jeff and I will be on for Mac eyes only coming up, uh, next uh, Monday to do a, a reaction time episode like we always do, which is great. So we'll have fun doing that as well as, uh, we'll definitely be covering a lot of this, uh, um, we're going to be covering a lot of this as well uh, when it comes to uh, the, all the changes and stuff that will be going on. So uh, uh, so uh, we're d- definitely going to be uh, doing something to, to bring back all the great stuff that's going to be happening at WWDC this year. So, um, so uh, Kelly, I know you just made a lot of note. You need, if you need to, 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 to drop, I, we can, we surely understand. So, um, if, or did you want to, well, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know when. Uh, I'm not sure when I actually. Okay, am sorry, I, 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 I messed with that, but uh, but uh, yeah. good. We're gonna keep you on here. Uh, it could be it could be at any moment. Okay, well, <laughs> go ahead and we'll, we'll let you go when you gotta go, and I uh, appreciate you being here. Um, so uh, yeah, let's we'll we'll definitely be talking a lot about it next week, and uh, we're, we've got a special show actually coming next Friday with the Patrice and. Uh, special guest I'm not going to announce uh, that's going to be coming as well so uh, mm. so for, we'll be recording on Friday uh, Friday again so so we can uh, make the time for Patrice to come back on the show here so um, so uh, Jeff you were you put this rant on this earlier this week on social media and I, I thought it would be a great great topic <laughs> to uh, talk about I hope you don't mind but uh, the uh, the Apple TV app, it's, 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 been, it's unified. Yeah. It is unified to a point. They, they unify all the streaming services. Right. They do all these other things in one place. And why can't they do it with the Apple books app? I agree with you. The books app, what, you know, there's so many other services out there like Libby and, uh, and the nook and the Kindle and so many others that aren't even mentioned here. Um, so what was your thoughts here? Or do you think Apple would even consider doing something like this for the books app? I would like to think they would consider it. Um, it's it's all about giving us the best user experience possible. And right now, the best user experience for eBooks is not where did I download or where did I buy that from? Which so which app do I need to go look mm-hmm. in? And what triggered this was I um, um, I had picked up a book, an eBook through. Um, uh, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, the, the Nook. Mm-hmm. But 
they what they don't tell you when you buy an ebook from Barnes and Noble <laughs> is that you're you're buying specifically for Nook. They just say you're getting an ebook. And in my mind, I was thinking, when do I get the link for it? Um, it's not in my downloads folder. And then eventually I was like, oh, wait a second. This is Barnes and Noble. They do the Nook thing. Yep. Um, they just, they probably didn't tell me. But at this point now I'm looking uh, uh, to figure out where do I even have the Nook app installed? And um, and then I'm thinking, wait a second. So I have the Nook app. I have the Kindle app. I have Libby. I have uh, Amazon. I have Apple Books. Or, so I guess Amazon Kindle. So I have these, probably a couple others. Oh, Comixology. And, and I realized I'm looking across all these different apps and I'm finding books that I didn't realize that's where I had this one book. And then I look somewhere else and I'm like, huh, I don't even remember buying this, <laughs> but I did because it's showing up in the, yeah. in the library Mm-hmm. And and it's a horrible experience. Why can't we have a unified experience for all of the the ebook type content that we're getting, just like we can do for the Apple TV app? And yes, I know there there are glaring exceptions there, and a lot, but that's based on the content providers not playing nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. still, why can't we have this? So I can just have one place to go and look for. All of my ebooks. I agree. Jeff, do you know where we have we have exactly what you said there? Movies with movies anywhere. There needs to be a books anywhere. There needs to be an apps anywhere. Mm, yeah, I agree. Well, Setup yeah. is kind of like that with apps, but you know, it's still different service. But but I mean it's just you buy it through one service, you get it on all the services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. That would totally make sense. Um, My my guess is that there's probably something to do with licensing that uh, that publishers uh, don't want to go along with. I mean, publishers right now are doing the most insane things. Like, like if you're a library, publishers are going out of their way to screw you as a library. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So why would they want to work with Apple to make it easier for us to read all the content we're buying anyhow? Well, Apple was also the only one that ended up in court, like in trouble for price fixing or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like to me, it checks out that Apple has sort of abandoned books, um, so to speak, like the app hasn't had a significant update in some time. Uh, People who Mm -hmm. try to publish things on the Apple bookstore, um, you know, sometimes that's really frustrating. Like I've talked to a couple of people who've had, you know, that kind of issue. And I wish that it were, I wish that it were a better experience. And once again, I feel like there isn't anyone at Apple that spends a lot of time reading that app or they would, you know, it it might get some changes. Um, It's, it is definitely frustrating to try to use. And especially with, with all the different apps out there, um, you know, there was like everything that you did have in Comixology that's like now in Kindle, but it's not because Comixology right. was the same, mm-hmm. but now it isn't. And whatever happened to your Dark Horse comics? And if you get anything that's not a Kindle formatted file, like what do you do with it? And you can't really 
put anything like, you know, anything over 50 megabytes, it's a PDF file. Like right. it's really hard to get it on your, on your Kindle device in the first place. And yeah. like, if you're reading anything with pictures, it's really easy to get up over 50 megabytes very, very quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, there are a lot of limitations there and people who read a lot are crashing headlong into these hurdles all the time. And I, I don't know what's to be done about it, but I feel like somebody needs to step up and do it. And I can understand why Apple doesn't want to after all the legal drama, but I wish someone would, I wish Amazon would just be like, yeah, you, you own this, but you know, over here, because you told us it was okay to, to uh, look there to see if you have books, you know, and like, I, you know, like the TV app does. Um, It's very frustrating that that's how it works. Like, you know, um, like if I want to check out an audiobook from the library, I can't listen to it in any place else that I listen to audio. It's a special thing that I can only do in the Libby app. But Overdrive has movies and, you know, that's a different place where you can also sometimes get books and, 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 and. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it, it's frustrating. It's confusing. And that kind of stuff, like I want to buy the things. I want to pay for things. I want to, you know, I want to support the people that I like. And it is just getting so hard to do so. You know, this is, you know, um, there, there used to be the graphic that went around about like, you know, you buy a Blu-ray movie and you put it in the DVD player and you get an ad for the movie that you bought. And then you get another ad about how Blu-ray is amazing. And then you get an ad for other movies by the same mm-hmm. place and you cannot skip any of them. And if you go download a movie from the Internet for free, you push play and you watch your movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you tell me which one has more appeal, and and you know it's it's getting really tempting to not buy books anymore when this is the this is the landscape that we all have to deal with. Yeah, I I miss the I, the days of unified apps, meaning like you you remember back in the day iChat you could mm-hmm. you could just sign into Everything. all your different chat uh, accounts. We had ADM. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, I miss the days when we can have a single app where all of the content that across all the different uh, services was unified into a, into a single place for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the iron, the irony of the Apple uh, iBooks antitrust, ca- antitrust case mm-hmm. It was one of the few times where uh, the Sherman Act was used to uphold a monopoly and decrease competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and afterwards, it has had a profound negative uh, impact on books as a whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... No, I I agree with the, all of what you've said. Uh, the uh, there's just so many different book apps out there. I mean, especially the library apps like Libby and uh, others that uh, you get the free the the free books. Why why can't you incorporate that to make it make it easier for all of us? You you just just to go you know it's your public library. You pay your taxes, pay for that. Why can't you mm-hmm. include that as part of you know Apple's Apple's ecosystem, just like they do with TV and uh, the Apple TV app. I mean, it's, um, and, and that, that, that's, that's something that has to, to, to be done. You just really got, you got to get that going and, uh, and, uh, really the, 
do what you got to do to get this going. Cause I, I just, I'm just, it's, it's, it's really surprising. Speaking of, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, thanks for being a Kelly. I'll let everybody know where you like can find you. Pleasure as always. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon where I am verso at Mastodon.social. And uh, occasionally you can find me here. You can also occasionally find me over on Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live. And uh, yeah, it's been a All blast. Right. And I'm always excited when you invite appreciate, me back. Thanks appreciate so you being here, Kelly. Uh, so uh, yeah, let's let's hope the hope Apple to, uh, thinks about this. I, you don't see too much discussion about this. I thought, I thought this was uh, something that would be uh, good that we uh, that we we cover and see uh, you know where things go. You know, now that we've talked through this, I'm wondering if I'm in the minority with having books across multiple uh, ebook services. And like most people, they just, they have a Kindle, they have a Nook and uh, one or the other, and then that's it. And they just get all of their ebooks through the one device. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's so broken that... I don't buy books anymore. I rent them through my library on Libby. Yeah, Libby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, might as well. I mean, you I mean, might have to wait I, a little longer, was, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actively buying a ton of books before the antitrust judgments. But after that, just everything got so broken that, I mean, Kindle does not have a good experience, and that's the default. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, sure is. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Um, this is definitely something we uh, talk about if, if this ever comes up. And like I said, I haven't seen too much of this discussion. I thought it'd be just good something we that we talked about here. So, uh, so why not? It uh, it's definitely something to. We, we got to look for. So, um, so we're getting close, close to the end of the show here. And, uh, I thought we had some great conversations. We're going to have to have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, I hope everybody will look forward to that. Uh, and, uh, uh, our post WWDC coverage and, uh, definitely tune in, the next week to, to listen to all that fun stuff. So, but before I go, I want to make sure we tell everybody about Mac stock, Mac stock conference and expo that's happening July 22nd, 23rd. Uh, it is, uh, it's coming, it's getting close here, like six weeks away. It's crazy here as we record this. So, uh, go to Mac stock conference and expo.com and, uh, you can see myself and Jeff Gamut, uh, Brittany, uh, Brittany Smith is going to be there for the first time. Uh, check her out on actually Mac on Mac Voices. That Chuck just uh, did another Road to Mac Stock episode and just interviewed her, so she'll tell you all about what was going on, and what she's talking about. Um, Allison Sheridan and so many others are going to be there. So come come join us with all the fun here. We got links in the show notes for how to get tickets, as well as the speakers link to tell you that the entire cast of characters that will be speaking uh, at, at the conference. We also got a bonus. Uh, Barry Falk's going to be doing the Midwest. Uh, Mac barbecue at, at his home. He did that for the first year in 2015. He's bringing it back. So we're going to get all our friends and everybody's welcome. All I got to do is say, you know, Barry, and that link is also on, on the website there. You can uh, send him off. He just uh, sent off a newsletter just to make sure he knows who's coming. So uh, we'll have a blast there. Who knows? We might even do a podcast from there. You don't know. 
it's going to be fun. So it could totally happen. Yeah, so there, there will be a target rich environment. Yes, there will. <laughs> uh, with podcasters. Yes, there will. So I, I remember vividly when I was there for the first year and just kind of watched in awe before I got where I am today here. So, but uh, come check it out. Mac stock conference and expo.com. And, uh, We'll definitely look forward to seeing you. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and wrap up for this week. If that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. Uh, you can become a patron of the show by going to Patreon.com slash InTouchWithIOS. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and you'll be notified when we live stream our show, which is on Thursday nights, usually at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch with ios uh, we had cletus in the in the chat room i appreciate you being in the chat this uh this week uh cletus and um that's uh, we, we always have a ball when everybody comes in and uh, chats with us while mm-hmm. we're doing the show live uh, so uh, also you can go to our, our our in touch with ios magazine on flipboard uh, where many of the topics are we discussed are flipped into the magazine the link the link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, go to our website at intouchthios.com where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. Uh, and I am Dan Ginsberg, and you can find me on on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.com uh, dot cloud. And you also can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Uh, Jeff Gammon, as always, thanks for being here. Where can people find you? Uh, it's always great to be here. I have so much fun just hanging out with all of you. Um, all right. So social media, Jay Gamut on everything. Look for me on Mastodon and Instagram. That's where I'm putting stuff. Then shows Tuesdays. Chuck Joyner lets me <laughs> on uh, um, Mac Voices Live with both of you. Then uh, Thursdays, um, I am your interim host on the big show on the British Tech Network. Then here again with both of you, Thursday evenings in touch with iOS. And then back to the British Tech Network on Friday mornings for the Mac show. And uh, and then typically sometime on Friday afternoon, Brian Chaffin and I record the Context Machine. Thanks. And yeah. thanks. Uh, Dave and I aren't yeah, Dave and I aren't on that one. Yeah. <laughs> True. I did get a shout yeah, out though. Thank you. Thank you, Brian Chaffin, for your shout out last week on the show on the Context Machine. I appreciate that. Uh, totally deserved. And uh, yeah, and to me, Context Machine is a great show because uh, because we can have topics where I just push brains buttons all the time. Was a good, last week was a good one. Good, good listen. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, Ben Rathick, as always, thanks for being here. Uh, where can people find you? Find me at Ben Rathick on social media. Uh, I should be able to be found on most of the masks down incidents, in the instances, and they'll link back to my tech social account. Uh, you can find me at my website, raythig.tech, and everything Jeff just said, except for the context machine. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks again for being here. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed doing it. But until then, we'll talk again soon.